Screenless. Hello and welcome to another Creative Cuppa. I hope your week is going well. Feel free to let me know what you're up to on the social media. I'd be happy to give you a little signal boost if you're doing something creative. Just include at ScreenlessPod in your post so it'll pop up in my timeline with a bit of luck. Have you ever seen a view and thought, wow, look at that view? That's exactly what I thought when I visited Gabrielle Ruffles' website. We've all done it. We've turned around, seen an amazing view and immediately reached for the phone to capture that moment. But more importantly, to capture that feeling. We humans like to be inspired and it's wonderful when we can capture that inspiration somehow to visit at a later date. Today's guest has been capturing that inspiration through the mediums of oil and chalk, not together obviously, and it was really great to find out from Gabrielle about her process and what she's been up to. So, pop the kettle on and join us for our chat. Gabrielle Ruffle, Bristol-based artist, welcome to Creative Cuppa. Hello, nice to meet you on Zoom. (laughs) Yes, on Zoom, indeed, (laughs) strange times. So, Gabrielle, your focus is on landscape paintings from what I've seen. How did you settle on that? kind of subject has it always been landscapes that have inspired you to paint no it's not always been landscapes because at college I was also really interested in life drawing and I attempted to do um, life painting but then sort of seeing the landscape around Bristol as a as a student and taking snapshots um, I've all so there is a running theme but I've all I've not really haven't really concentrated on landscapes until maybe five to six, seven years ago. And then I started to take more pictures knowing that I would want to take to create a painting from that. So um, I've started to look more in the landscape to get inspiration, whereas before I might have taken some photos of landscapes on holiday and um, places I've visited just as a, a reminder now I'm kind of actively taking the photo to give me a starting point for a, a painting and that's kind of spiralled more into that style of landscape. So were you a big fan of taking those photos when you were on holiday? It's a it's a natural thing, isn't it, when you see a view to want to capture it? Yeah, yes, that's right. So, I mean, and, and all, almost the, wor- the worse the photo, the better the, the, the starting point painting for me because my paintings are very dreamlike and abstract and and um they're like a sense of the place rather than a direct copy so i've started then to look at other snapshots um which i've taken which weren't necessarily um the best you know even if it were blurred it was it's a good starting point um, if you're taking a photograph of a, of a cityscape for instance and it's nighttime and you can see all the lights and they're slightly blurry that, I really like that. Yeah, because... the, the Coronation Road painting, the first one on your website, is exactly that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And just a mass, it's a sea of all the lights on in the offices and everything. It's just a sea of colour. Yeah. It's wonderful. That's the view from my office window when I was pre-lockdown wow, when we worked brilliant. in the office. Um, that's that's the view from my office window. And, um, yeah, people were starting to put all their lights on in the houses around dusk 
in the evening, but the light from the sky was still quite bright. So I really liked that. It was um, a light to kind of play around with different weather conditions and different times of day. So you don't necessarily have to paint exactly what the view is telling you or what the photograph is telling you. So um, what's nice is um, when you have that effect where um, it's a sunny day, but the, the sky is grey, so you know it's just about to rain, but it's sunny, and all the houses are lit up, like, really bright because the sun's shining on. It's almost like before a storm where you get... And in, in Bristol, all the houses are all different colours as well, so you've got this lovely view of um, all the houses in Bristol, all different colours with the with a really grey, dramatic sky behind it, but you would think it was a really sunny summer's day. But um, So I kind of like that. Yeah, like um, the contrast. Yeah, just, like, the contrast, yeah, not sticking to what you think you should paint because that's what it should, like the sky should be blue and the houses should be a certain colour. That's lovely. So what's it like to work with oils and chalk? Because you work with both of those, don't you? Not together, obviously. Um, Yeah. Although, I I don't know, might be a new medium there. but uh... (laughs) Yeah, well, well, you could do, but it would sort of, I think it would probably mess up the oil paint. (laughs) Yeah, I only started recently getting into chalk drawings so oil paints um i've been using since since college um because they're, they're much easier to use than acrylics i think they're um richer they the the colors last so you you're you're painting in oils and then suddenly you don't come back a day later and it's dried and it looks oh, right. a different color it's exactly the same to me they're very movable so you kind of you can move the oil paint around the canvas a lot easier because they don't dry very quickly white oil paint for instance takes wow. a couple of weeks to dry properly so you you can still manipulate the, the painting days later and i really like that and um they're just much nicer to use than 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 other paints i think but yes they take a long time to dry and they they you know you can't rush the oil paint whereas a chalk drawing you could do that in a day what i like to do is cover the entire paper with the chalk and then draw back into it so that's nice if you're feeling a little bit impatient and you want to get your ideas down and because I use a lot of chalk on one drawing um you could get probably get through two or three oh, sticks of wow. chalk on one drawing but it's it but it's but it's really immediate and um, unlike oil paints it's immediate and the colors are bright you know really satisfying to like draw with yeah you must have a really good supplier um, of materials. I'm the same with batteries for my audio recorder. <laughs> yeah. You have to have a supply. Yes, it's, it's yeah, exactly. And if you run out of that one particular colour, mm. uh, that's a, a pain. Yeah, I go to, um, there's a couple of good art shops in Bristol that I go to all the time. So, But you don't have to spend that much money because um, what I've realised is that with my oil paints, especially, and they are expensive, but if you, if you know, tend to paint using the same colours ah, right, okay. and you don't need to have the full range of colours if you're doing painting at all, because um, you can mix them. But, you, you know, you don't, I think a painting full of every single colour you've got can be a bit busy, mm. look a bit crazy. So I, I've tended, not because I can't, I can't get the colours, it's mm. just that that's what I prefer. I prefer sort of a, like a limited colour palette. Then, when I didn't realise this, but when I was exhibiting my work and putting them all side by side, and because they're all in similar colours, they went together really nicely. So it's kind of 
you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money on every single different colour to get started. You mentioned you've taken photos of places you've visited. Uh, I've noticed on mm. website about London, New York, Manchester, Hong Kong, as well as Merseyside, yeah. Bristol. They all share yeah. a certain symmetry, certain kind of framing. Do you feel like you're chasing the perfect landscape? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yes. Um, well, my my comfort zone is is the sort of nighttime bright lights, big city yeah. skyline. And so, if I see something like that, I will take a photo of that and try and yeah. paint from that. And um, it doesn't really matter that it's not glamorous. I mean, New York and Hong Kong are amazing, but equally where my mum and dad live, um, that it's like a, it's, it's on the Mersey estuary, not saying the Mersey isn't glamorous, but it's a, quite an a sort of industrial yeah. estate with, and at night time it looks amazing, all the different towers full of lights and um, because it's re- sort of reflected in the estuary, it looks amazing. So taking some photos of that and the sky was kind of a purpley grey colour. I'm looking at it right now, the, uh, the Rock Savage. Yeah, the Rock Savage, yeah. So I, I've taken some more photos. That was um, one that I took, you know, I, I took a, a snapshot. That was it, was, it was quite far away. So I had to use a bit of artistic license to, as I knew what it was like anyway, to kind of bring it yeah. to the foreground a little bit more. Um, and then, yeah, so I've got a, a few of those. I want, I want to do yeah. some more of those. I've had some good feedback on that one. It is a little bit like uh, a photo in that it uses kind of rule of thirds, doesn't it? So you've got two thirds water. Oh, that's right. And, but yeah. there's a lot going on in that water. There's a lot of reflection and, and colour bouncing back. Yeah. Yeah, really nice. Really nice. Oh, thank you. So in terms of, I suppose, chasing the perfect landscape, I suppose they're all unique, aren't they? I suppose they're all perfect for themselves in a way. Yeah, you're never going to get the... <laughs> you can chop the bits out. So I did a, a painting of London South Bank and um, on the Waterloo Bridge and um, there's bits of that that... I've taken a photograph and, and some of the bits of the, <laughs> shouldn't say this, but they're too hard. They're too hard to paint. So this might be a boat on the water that's like, I, I can't, you know, I can't, I don't feel ready <laughs> to tackle that. <laughs> so just sort of cut that bit out, but crop, you can crop the paint, the, the photograph to yeah. suit what you want to paint. And I'd love to do some more of London actually, because that looked amazing. You know, all times of the day that looked amazing. So I might have to, and go back to that. Yeah, and also, you know, in photographs as well, there are there's a lot of storytelling, isn't there? So if you are painting yeah. and you don't feel that boat is meant to be there, the story that you're telling in your painting, then yeah, you know, that's what art is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And you can still see that it is yeah. the the place, so you can still sense the plate that that's the place. But you don't have you don't have to make life really difficult for yourself and. You know, if there's a tree in the way of your nice composition, you you don't have to paint that tree. You don't have to paint everything that's going on in the view. Um, so I like that. Cropping the view and, and just focusing on on one side of it is what I do quite a lot as well. And um, I like to play around with the horizon. So you might have, say, for instance, the Rock Savage painting. In front of that view was uh, quite built up, quite a few houses, and then a hill and so I sort of cropped the houses out right, and then just yeah. focused on what I wanted to paint and then brought that forward so I think um thinking there's no rules really on what what you um uh, you have to have to copy quite right as well like not having to paint the exact time of day mm. so you might like a, uh, the sky in the evening and then paint the houses in a different a different time of day as well so I really like playing yeah. around with that 
And if if you do want an exact copy, you take a photo because <laughs> it's not a photo. It's it's uh, an interpretation, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you would do. You have regular exhibitions for your work. What was it like the first time you displayed your paintings in that way? How did it feel? It was nerve-wracking, but also really exciting. I think one of the first places I exhibited was um, in my local uh, pub, which had artwork on the walls called the Victoria Park. And that's when I realised that my paintings sort of hung together quite nicely because they were all using the same colour palette. And that was really nice because, because it wasn't in an art gallery as such where it's relatively quiet. It was in a busy pub, so more people were seeing it and... I had good feedback from the people that worked behind the bar and friends that went to the pub. So that was really nice. So I, I sort of continued to do exhibitions in places like that. So I, I've had an exhibition at, at the Bocca Bar, which is near me, and the Tobacco Factory, which it was amazing because the space there is really big and there's a lot of people coming through the door there so you can see your work. Um, but the first, I'd say, like art space was at Hamilton House which is in Stokes Croft and I don't think that they exhibit anymore but that was the first kind of art space um, where I had oh, a wow. kind of launch party um, with you know when I say party it was a table with crisps and drinks. <laughs> <laughs> gathering but um, yeah that was really really nice because you can wander around talking to people about your work and that you, you I wouldn't I wasn't able to do that no. obviously in the pub but everyone was there to see your work, so that was nice. And um, it wasn't just friends and your mom, my mum and dad. It was um, pe- people that were coming in from the bar next door and members of the public were there as well, so that's good feedback. And I sold quite, uh, sold quite a bit there. Oh, fantastic. It can be quite yeah. daunting, though, can't it? Because if you're when you're working, and I find this with music as well, you're kind of isolated, you're in your own head a lot of the time. Yeah. And then suddenly to kind of vocalise what you're doing... It, it it can be a little bit, it can take you by surprise sometimes, can't it? Yes, it can, yeah. Yeah, because you haven't really thought about exactly what you're going to say about each piece. So, yeah, you yeah. need sound bites for these little things. Yeah, you, you do, yeah. yeah. And it's hard if someone says that you yeah, they really like your work not to go, oh, you know, oh, really, oh, you know, like, oh, you've kind of got to be cool. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. thanks, it is yeah, good. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So... Where can people find your work online? Oh, um, yes, I have a website, which, well, it's a, the, my Big Cartel Shop website. So if you type into Google, I think it's Gabrielle Ruffle Big Cartel, you can type in and get to that right. there. Um, but yeah, one of my New Year's resolutions from last year, for this year, was to build a website. Ah. So uh, it's September now and it hasn't been built. So I've still got three months. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> well, just make sure you forward this web address to your new website. Yes. So so if people hear this and you've built it, then they can still get to it. Oh, yes, that's a good idea. I will do that, yes. Lovely. I'll put that in the show notes, the link, so people can go and see your work. But for now, Gabrielle... Thank you ever so much for joining me for a cuppa. Oh, thank you very much. It's been great. Thank you. There's a point in that chat with Gabrielle where she talks about light and dark and the effect of a sunny day, but the sky is grey. I thought that was really interesting and perhaps a metaphor for life. Everything in the mix and each aspect of life not necessarily getting in the way, but complementing each other. That's how I saw it, anyway. 
Go and find Gabrielle's art via the links in the show notes. You will not regret it. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving Creative Cuppa a five-star rating and some kind words. It's really, really helpful. You can find out how to do that at creativecuppa.uk. And of course, if you are enjoying Creative Cuppa, please tell a friend and help to spread the word. Until next time, have a great week. 